everyone! My name is Christopher. I use he, him, and zizem pronouns, and welcome to this week's episode of Speak Out. It's just me. Just kidding. Uh, I'm here with some folks for our episode about being Asian American and queer, so if our cast of characters could please introduce yourselves. Um, hello everyone. My name is Belzy, and I use they, them, and zizem pronouns. I'm Rainer, and I use he, him pronouns. I'm Lily, and I use any pronouns. Wonderful! I hope that this chair holding my computer is not in the video, and that the recording doesn't mess up, because it usually does, <laughs> but with the magic of friendship, a la the unicorn we now have in the background, uh, everything will work out. But, yeah, because it's freshly uh, American, Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, Yay. we wanted to have a little conversation with, between a few of our um, Asian outright staff members who usually are not on the podcast, so welcome. <laughs> Plus Lily, who is usually on the podcast. Um, but we have a few questions here that usually guide these types of inter uh, intersectional conversations we have about different identities. Um, so the first one is, how did you realize you were queer and did being Asian American impact that journey in any way? Who wants to trauma dump first? <laughs> that is what's gonna happen. I volunteer Lily. I felt it coming. I was like, oh no. <laughs> um, let's see. I've had like I've had more than one like coming out to myself moment. That's real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think like growing up, I just always thought women were attractive and that men were not. <laughs> so real. <laughs> it honestly and I guess it does have a little bit to be with being Asian. So Growing up, I always just thought that it was just, a, like, everyone knew that girls were pretty and that men were, like, stinky. Uh -huh. And that that was just the reality and that women just put up with the stinkiness and that everyone knew that the real beauty was women. Uh-huh. So, like, it didn't occur to me that people were actually attracted to men growing up as, like, a little kid. And so then I was, like... And so, which sounds so bad. I'm so sorry, men. That's okay. It's I'm okay. Not I know. I'm sorry. Um, it was just growing up. And then, this is so embarrassing, but then in, like, high school, late high school, I, like, started, I, like, my friend introduced me to, like, K-pop, and they were, like, so pretty. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, men can be pretty? And it just, like, blew my mind. So I guess I, it was and just... And now I'm bisexual. <laughs> no, it's so real. That's why I'm bisexual now. And so I realized, like, oh, men can be attractive. And it's just, like, I don't know. And then I slowly just started finding men more attractive, like, in high school. So that's weird. But, you know, sexuality is a very fluid thing. Mm -hmm. So true. And then I had, like... And then I was like, well, maybe I'm just, like... You know, then I had like my like delusion phase where I was like, maybe I'm just straight, and that uh -huh. and the whole like liking women was just a phase thing. It was just a phase from ages yeah. two to fifteen, literally. Yeah. So then I was like, and then I was like, I don't know, or maybe I like women, but maybe I can repress it. Mm. But then, and then I had like, but um, I don't know. And then I had like a breakdown <laughs> during COVID, and then I realized like no. Yeah, I'm really bi. Like, there's nothing I can... Like, that's how it is. And then... 
Yeah. And then that's also when I realized that I was like non-binary during COVID. Sorry. Such, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a, the COVID, the COVID, no. <laughs> the COVID, the COVID non-binary pipeline. That's yeah. a very common pipeline, I have to yeah. say. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my coming out story. It's been everywhere. I kind of knew I was bisexual for a while. And then I would have moments where I was like, maybe not. And then I'd be like, maybe I'm a lesbian. Maybe I'm non-binary. Maybe I'm straight. No, that really, that one really, really only lasted, like, did not last long. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that was a three-hour manic episode. Me yeah. thinking I only like men. So, yeah. And thank the goddess for it. <laughs> so real. I will share this story because it is a very vivid memory in in my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had my, like, full realized, real queer realization while I was in the Philippines, Ooh. which is like, oh no. Intersectional. Not in the motherland. <laughs> oh no. Not the but motherland. I do have a very vivid memory of sitting in the car, not wearing a seatbelt, because they don't wear seatbelts in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. You just go. You just drive. Yeah, it's that's fine. Korea too. Exactly. It's like, maybe not now. But when I was there, it was like that too. <laughs> it's like accidents happen. Oh well. Anyways. <laughs> I was in the middle now seat. Now I'm gay. <laughs> now I'm gay. <laughs> uh, I was in the middle seat. I was sandwiched between like I think my, my mom and like maybe one of my cousins. And I was just sitting there and thinking, as one does in a passenger as a passenger in a long car drive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, I like women. And I was just, I was just like thinking about that. And then I put that. my seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> no seatbelt needed for this realization. <laughs> Mentally, yes. Um, but it was truly just a thought that appeared in my mind. And then it sort of sank in, like really sank in where I was like, oh, oh no. Because um, in the Philippines, it was colonized by the Spanish in like the 1500s, 1400s or so. Downvote. Downvote for real. Two and thumbs down <laughs> to colonization by the Spanish. <laughs> this is the most downvote, the fattest downvote that I can possibly give to, um, Spaniard the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish Inquisition. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of the Spanish Inquisition, the one main thing that did really stick in the Philippines was its ties to Catholicism. So I need you to imagine as Nars. as in the Arnar. Filipino tour uh, or the Philippines tour being like having this like queer realization. And then also, hey, we have to visit some Catholic churches because they're historical and necessary. And I'm mm-hmm. like... Oh, no. <laughs> Not with my gay realization. No. <laughs> Not anymore. So it was fine. It was just something that I was like, I guess I just have to accept this now and never tell anybody. Mm. And then I told my friends because... And now you're here. <laughs> and now I'm here. It's like, oh, no. Outing myself to all public. To every public. To every public. How old were you? I uh, was... 13, 14. It was before my freshman year in high school. Oh. And yeah, it was just like, oh. The, the Because always it's those like middle school like realizations. Yeah. And it's like, damn, gotta cope now, happens. I guess. And I had also had my realization that I am non-binary within sort of like that same span of time. Mm-hmm. I think I was having like like a mental breakdown and I was talking with my friends and Common I was like, theme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and it's like, I was trying to affirm. It's just like, would you still love me if I said I was a gender? And they were like, okay. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and 
they're like, sure. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know either. So that was something. And then my journey throughout was going back and forth being like, being like I had identified myself as like asexual, as lesbian, as bisexual, back to a lesbian, performing in com- compulsory heterosexuality, uh-huh. back to lesbianism. It was like, it was just like a whole thing, very much informed by a lot of Catholic guilt and shame, uh, as always. Catholicism, <laughs> next step, lesbian ping pong, next step, <laughs> neo-pronouns. Next step, neo-pronouns, That's my story. Wow. So true. I'll be 13 in the Philippines during... In a car! Without a seatbelt! Without a seatbelt! In the summer where it's so, so hot in the Philippines and so, so humid. And I was like, is that what? Is that? Is that why? The lesbian is being sweat out of me. <laughs> I understand. Oof. Oh my god. It's so good one. Now it's your turn. Yeah, my turn. Okay. Um. Well, it was like kind of a long story, so I guess I'll skip to the more relevant one. But basically, I grew up like pretty conservative Christian, so oh yeah, I had my homophobic era, embarrassing in like middle school. And then I think I got on, like, Tumblr in, like, freshman year of high school. And I started to, like... Well, one, I found out, like, gay people were, like, normal from fan fiction. Whoa! No, my God. <laughs> and then I was friends with people in fandom who started, like, were gay. Or, like, some of them came out as, like, trans and stuff. And I was like, well, they're, like, normal people. So maybe queer people are normal. What if I did that? Yeah, and then I was like, you know, I also don't think I feel like a woman. And I was like, that's strange, though. So we'll just not think about that. And then I had this whole era, like, through most of high school, where I was like, I think I'm non-binary, but it's just for me. Like, nothing needs to change. I don't need to tell anyone. Yeah. But I am. But then I went to college, and I made friends with, like, queer people who were... Because, like, I knew queer people in high school, but everyone was kind of confused. Like, we all didn't know what was going on because Christianity's like, knowledge? No. So I met, like, queer people who had gone to, like, public school and so actually were, like, more established in their, like, queerness and stuff. You're like, I was allowed to walk around. (laughs) Exactly. And and go to lunch with my gay friends. It was weird. Exactly. And so my friend, well, fun fact, they they were also Korean. So I guess that's tying in the intersectionality. And I was, like, trying so hard to figure out if my friend was queer or not. And I would like ask them like questions. I'd be like, so who, which music do you listen to? But my only framework for queer people was Tumblr. Uh-huh. So I was like, looking do you listen to Troy Sivan? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> do you listen to like Hosier? Or like, do you listen? I don't even know. It was so silly. Oh and then God. I found out later that they were literally feeding me answers that they thought I would think was queer. Because oh! we couldn't really be out like at my, because I went to a Christian college. Yeah, so we course. couldn't really like tell like outright outright oh, but like read Rainer's article oh. about his <laughs> terrible college so ding, true ding <laughs> so we gonna really like yeah but anyway so we like got closer and then I was just talking to my friend it was like it's like 2am or something and then that's a gay hour the gay hour exactly we're sitting in like the lounge in like the darkness mm-hmm. and they're like have you ever considered that you're a trans man and I was like you're right though <laughs> and then I just couldn't I had have to turn and face the music <laughs> facing so the music. Wild. So I feel like that was kind of 
my realization. That's so funny. I love that it was about you too. It's like it's not them going like I think I'm trans. It's like do you think I think you might they're be trans, trans now too? Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Everybody trans. Yes. Everybody way. becomes trans at some point. Did you exactly. guys know? Like as as know. evidenced by every person in this room. Uh, <laughs> actually, of five, including your friend. This is such a okay. So when my mom, I was like, I told my mom, can you tell my grandpa, like her parents, that I'm trans because. Uh-huh. I don't really have the language, like, capability to convey that to them because they, like, mostly only speak Korean. But I was like, so what did they say? And then my mom tells me that my grandpa said that he was just, like, okay. And then he was like, that's just the natural evolution of man. (laughs) And that was his only response. (laughs) Philosophical. Yeah, so I guess, like, according to my grandpa, yes, everyone does become trans at some point. The natural evolution of man is to become transgender. Yeah, literally. The natural evolution of women is to become uh, (laughs) Hell yeah. As they should. Slay. Rah, rah. I agree. It's true. No, that's so... I've heard this story before, so it's like, it's just so insane to me. I'm like, every time I think about it, I'm just like, what did he mean? What do you mean? Yeah, what I don't, I don't know what he meant. Like, I can't so exactly funny. ask, because it's going to, I mean, it's going to be, it's like, okay, d- <laughs> Grandpa, I have a follow-up question. <laughs> what, what did you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> what is that? And then he's like, I've been trans this whole time, and then he's like a magician, and he disappears. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, apparently, like, when my, my cousins were in, like, Seoul with him, uh-huh. they were passing by, like, the Seoul, like, Pride Parade. And then he just like taps my cousin on the shoulder and then points at them and he's like, huh, gay. <laughs> and then in English. In English. He doesn't speak English. Oh my god. I'm dead. And that was he got just possessed by a white gay person. <laughs> yeah, <a> literally. <laughs> huh. Gay. <laughs> and then he just laughed. He just chuckled. That's ridiculous. So ally? Or ally? I, I don't even know. Grandpa ally? <laughs> Acting on a di- different plane of knowledge? Yeah. Potentially. Maybe he's a wizard or something. That's Very possible. Oh my god. Oddly based grandpa. Based yeah. rare grandpa w, uh, w. Rare grandpa w. Oh my god. Well, middle school, man. Damn. I'm just like, <laughs> yep, that feels real. It's funny too. Do, did your, do you guys have any experiences of like your parents or extended family or anything like also kind of going through like similar things and potentially like their like ethnicity slash like racial identity like conflicts with their queerness does like anyone else in your family are you or are you the the gay cousin (laughs) (laughs) um i can speak about this first because i am actually not out to my family oh wow uh that's true (laughs) i am not out to um let me rephrase that I'm not out to my parents or my grandparents or any of my blood relatives. I'm out to my siblings. Um, yeah, makes sense. And <laughs> I have, I within our like family structure, we have extended family who aren't blood related. They're just like family friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do have a gay cousin. We are so both the gay cousins. Yeah. So that's that for us. That's the only win we're having. That's the tiny, um, tiny win. The tiny, tiny win because um, truly it's... How I perceive the topic of, like, queerness within my family is, like, let's not talk about it, is we won't talk about this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I will never tell you that I'm queer. And then I'm going to live on the GSS floor. (laughs) And then I'm going to live in the gay floor. And I'm going to be the community development intern. I'm going to be a gay pro. I honestly, I used to hold 
meetings for the queer club at my community college. Did you go to the president? Literally the president. (laughs) Just also, this was during COVID, so I'd be in my room doing these Zoom meetings and being like, gay and then Healthy just as fuck. not really my door would be sometimes open and my parents would walk by and then it would just be like don't perceive don't you're perceive. not hearing anything I am not a and they're also just like <laughs> understandable i am not hearing anything it's wow. to the point where i'm like if you if you think i'm straight and that's cis that's, that's on you. you no literally it's like <laughs> that's on them yeah but this is something that i have had to grapple with a lot being like i just won't be out to them because there is this like sense of like just this like slight sense of like okay first they were raised under catholicism so it's like yep. oh no rough that's rough um there's been Facts. some just comments that do occur that are mm-hmm. like whenever like vaguely like lgbtq plus things come around and it's just like i'm not hearing i'm not perceiving no. don't talk to me about this um, oh it's a right fuck run it's a rainbow <laughs> no literally i was I was watching a TV show and then they were like, I was like downstairs in like the like big TV or like the living space or whatever. Uh-huh. And my dad, and there were two guys kissing on the TV and my dad's just like, why are there two guys kissing on the TV? And I was like, eh. Because he wrote it into the script. <laughs> was like, Funny. So there's just that sort of sense of like, we just won't talk about it. And the mm-hmm. only sense of queerness that they have like maybe a reference to is, um, one of the funnier things to me about Filipino language is that they never refer to lesbians as lesbians. They're just like, they're always called tomboys. No. It's just like, they're just tomboys. Yeah. That's tomboys. And it's just like, tomboy. so true. <laughs> so so there is this sense where I'm just like, oh, I am very sad that I can't really be out to my parents in that way. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, I can learn about Filipino culture and its ties to queerness because there is some. Because yeah. that's there right. Is. And then the white people came and were like, no, exactly. no, 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 don't do exactly. that. Exactly. Before colonization, beautiful. There's <laughs> some more genders, probably. <laughs> like Just like, yeah. So that's me. <laughs> that's me and my not-so-accepting parents. And that's so real. That happens yeah. within Asian American communities. And unfortunately... I know other queer Filipino people who are, like, in the same position. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the things where it's just like, well, it's okay. We have each other! Have the gay cousins. Good enough! Yeah. Well, yeah. Either of you, are you the only gay cousin? Or any, like, family dynamics or anything like that you want to share? Um, Please spill everything about your <laughs> My personal family. life, yes. yes. My internal family politics. Yes. <laughs> no, um, I'm pretty sure I'm the only gay cousin. I mean, unless, but hey. <laughs> yeah, unless my cousins want to say something, which mm. I truly invite them to. Get in the comments, to. Lily's cousins. Yeah. Are you on the older <laughs> right or younger now? side? I'm on, see, on my Asian side, see, it's so like, because I'm half Mexican. Mm-hmm. So I have lots of cousins on the Mexican side that I don't know very well. And on the Japanese side, I only have one cousin. Oh, that's so wrong. Yeah. Okay, so statistically then, less likely for that one cousin less to be likely. There. And there's only, like, and everyone else is just, it's, I have a very small Japanese family. Mm-hmm. And, like, not, and then the extended relatives, I don't know very well. But, yeah, and then of my Japanese family, I'm not out to any of them. I'm still, like, closeted because mm-hmm. 
some of them are cool with it, so I could come out to them, but I'm just like, just haven't really done it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I'm it's like, like a hassle still. Yeah, even yeah if, it's even like if, a thing to do. Like, do I check them? On your like, fucking to-do list, you're like, uh, yeah. potentially come out. Old grandma? <laughs> Literally. But, um, but like my, like, immediate family, like my Japanese dad, he's homophobic for real. Like, for real, for real. For real, for real. So I'm not going to come out to him. Understandable. Yeah, mm. he's yeah a spicy, and <laughs> my spicy Japanese father <laughs> he's doesn't spicy. like gay people. He's spicy in many ways, actually. Uh-huh. So, I yeah spicy he, being bigoted. Spicy being bigoted. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and just kind of a jerk, you know. So he doesn't even know what major I am in college. Are you so kidding? I know. Oh my god. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. That's kind of funny. I look, I graduated <laughs> with my degree in redacted. Uh, he will not even. He doesn't even know when I'm gonna graduate. He's like, he's just a spicy man. Anyway, he's just a dude. Classic he's just a dude. Man. Yeah, he's just a dude. Anyway, maybe that's, that's why you thought all, all men were stinky. Yeah, <laughs> potentially the trauma, the male trauma. Anyway, uh oh, uh oh. Sorry, sorry, men's. Anyway, you are not stop my being father. like my dad, and you know, no, it'll work out. Well, if they're like your dad, avoid them. Avoid yeah, them. avoid them. Red flag. And um, oh god, I forgot where I was going with this. Yeah, and then the only person I'm out to in my family is my mom and mm-hmm. my aunt, and she's very funny. She'll like be like. She'll be like, hey, like, are you in your LGBT club today? Like, she's, like, cutely supportive. That's cute. Yeah, she be she tries. And your mom or your... your my mom. aunt. And then my mom, I came out to my mom, but both my mom and my aunt are my Mexican side. So, but they've been very accepting. So is my, like, uh, Mexican grandmother. But, yeah, that's not really a saying on any, like, on people, because, like, Mexican... On racial politics? Yeah, Yeah. that's not really... That's just my, like, personal situation. Yeah. Because, guess who was also colonized by the Spanish? Yeah, so Catholicism is real big on my Mexican side. Uh And then, I guess, like, fundamental Christianity on my Japanese side. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they're, like, fundamentalist Christians, super-duper old-fashioned, super-traditional family. Like, my father expects to be served. Like, he doesn't even get up to get a glass of water. Wow. Like, he expects, like, the women in the house to serve him. And, like, any other men that are around. So if there's, like, a male guest, he'll be like, can you serve him? These things. Like, so I don't know. I think that's, like, partly, like, a very traditional Japanese culture that, like, they kind of instilled. Mm -hmm. Like, because that's how my grandma is, too. So, yeah, my Japanese grandma. So there is, like, that. And then, like, Japanese gender roles, which is, like, wild. But, yeah, I think that I am the only... So far as I know, I think I'm the only gay person in my Japanese side of my family. We'll put a bookmark just in case that just one Japanese case. cousin yeah. comes <laughs> out miraculously. I hope one of them does. I hope yeah, and then you're like, oh my god, based, me too. <laughs> oh my god, this... Heart, 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 he
trickles down to the kids too because it's like even like once you hit like i don't know like teenager girl like you're expected to like start cleaning and like helping too but like the guys are just sitting there and yeah. i'm like why why does it do the optics of this not look terrible to you it's guys so it is 2023 yeah come on Feminism was introduced a while ago and yeah. like not to be sick and twisted but i think that's like why my dad is like kind of silly goofy because he's like an eldest korean son and silly, silly the way goofy that asians treat their <laughs> eldest sons is not a slimy thing yeah if you get your any calluses on your feet yeah it's, literally yeah. it's like everyone like mother wife like everyone is gonna like expect it to wait on them like hand and foot which is not a sleigh. Not a sleigh. Not so, but, yeah. Yeah, that's so, like, my, I just thought, like, my dad's also the eldest son. In, like, yeah, Japanese. maybe that's why he's problematic. No, I know. I'm like. Introduce a yeah. lie and say he has a fake older brother. Like, <laughs> maybe he'll be better. Damage has yeah. already been Secret. done. Secret. I, I unearthed this man. <laughs> yes. And it's like someone you hired off of Craigslist. Just find some Japanese man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he looks older and related to you. It's fine. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, on a positive, so that you guys aren't recounting your childhood trauma with your fathers. Fathers! Like, (laughs) I can say positive. My sibling is queer. And also, my uncle who lives with us is also queer. So that's a slave. But also, like, I mean, I don't, yeah. (laughs) Gay uncle is interesting. (laughs) He vibes, I guess. He's interesting? What? You don't have to get it. I mean,. I'm just thinking because, like, I'm like, my mom listens to this. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> mom. I love sorry, you, mom. I'm being a bad influence. Um, yeah, no, I think, okay, I can just, I think it's because he also grew up, like, very, not to be sick and twisted again, but my, words <laughs> but my grandparents on my father's side are quite conservative, uh-huh. and so they're kind of haters. And so they don't really talk to my uncle about being gay. Like, they talk to him and stuff. But, like, they just, like, he came out when he was, like, 30, I think. And then they just didn't talk about it again. Sure. This is kind of the vibes. I don't know. I think they're, like, they're in their silly era. It's okay. That's a whole other story. But basically, he also grew up, like, really Christian and stuff. So I think it was, like, it was a different time then, too. Because I think, like, growing up in, like, the 80s and stuff as, like, a Korean, like, gay guy was Uh not in a Christian, like, situation was not very, like, good. So, but, I mean, he's, like, fine now, I think. Do you think? I think. <laughs> That's good. It's like, I see him in the house sometimes. He's yeah, all right. I think so. he's, like, I think it's been, like, good for him, though, to, like, because um, my sibling and me, like, since we're both, like, queer and stuff, and we all, like, live in the same house, I think it's been nice for him to, like, you know, experience, I guess, like, a little bit of, like, slightly more normal like queerness and stuff because uh-huh. i feel like he's like a little bit more comfortable with like talking about it and stuff now so that's like nice to okay. see yeah that's good shout out to rainer's uncle yeah love you but yeah to pivot to something that's potentially good um do you all have any favorite queer asian american representation or figures or characters or head cannons? <laughs> That you particularly enjoy. You mentioned Joy from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Lily? Oh. oh. Slay. So true. <laughs> I Which you wrote an article about Rainer. Rainer oh. and his <laughs> articles. Ding, ding. Uh, it's on the screen. I brain. definitely watched that movie. 
for sure. Have you not? <laughs> I've not. You not seen it? Oh my god! I oh, thought no. you said. I thought you said. No, re- I was saying. I thought you I, said rewatch it like no, you watched it. No, I was before. saying I should have watched it. Oh, okay. So you should watch it. From the like life changing, no, world altering, literally sobbing fully for sobbing, the last fifteen minutes. Screaming, crying, throwing up. See, that's like. The way you guys are selling it, I'm like, I'm like, do I want to scream, cry, and throw up? But yes. it's also like it's also I'm a like, kung fu movie a little bit, which is kind oh, of fun. Ooh, yeah, Michelle Yeoh fun. does all her most of her own stunts. Oh, oh shit! It's crazy. Yeah, they like ooh. they and they're like it's not like Marvel editing. I'm just like yeah, there's yeah. no motion reading, but also they fight in it, so it's okay. pretty cool. That's pretty. Sick. Um, yeah, it's like it's very. I mean, it's like they call it an absurdist comedy because it's like ridiculous but also very meaningful so yeah so yeah i think the fight scenes were like based on the style of like old style, yeah, yeah, like yeah. martial arts movies and stuff it's so. really cool it's kind of slow very cool but like the oh, queerness in it but then there's the relationship yes. between then there's the mother the and daughter and yeah. yeah literally i <sighs> i was watching this film in uh-huh. theaters for the first oh, no. time with my other Filipino queer friend next to me. And both of us oh. were destroyed at the end of yeah. that movie. We were just like, damn. Wish our mothers loved us. LOL. LOL. Yo, so I know. Movie. Every single person I went with was sobbing by the end. And then we had the guy in the row in front of us take a picture of us while we were all crying. And then he oh accidentally took a picture of himself. So we just have this picture so on my friend's camera roll of this guy going like... And then the flash is just in his face. He did get the picture of us eventually. I was like, love you, random dude in the theater. That's that was really so funny. silly of him. Did you, so, so you like, asked him, you're like, can you, yeah, can you take a picture? While sobbing. <laughs> and everyone's like crying. And then we listened to like the end song of like, because my friends are like oh, really Mitzi. big Mitski fans. <laughs> so they were sobbing for like the entire for, 30 uh, minutes. For that right song back. at the Oscars. Oh, Slay. Oh, wow. She yeah. should have won. They had a song. <laughs> I don't remember. I think the song from RRR, which is. Oh, never mind. That's valid. Which is that was also Asian. Too. So that'll, that works. That's, yeah, that's that, a win still. That is a movie that people should also watch. It is. You will experience so many things in like two to three hours. Yeah. Because it's like an adventure movie. Have you seen it? My my mom's seen it. She described it to me. It's like the tonal shifts in that movie are like, like, it's a great movie because it talks about like um, colonization and stuff and like fighting back against it. But it goes from like the most traumatic colonization to scene to like we're dancing and like having like a whole musical number to like the most like touching bromance. Oh. And then like yeah, it's like it's wild. It's it has everything. Wow. Everything. Everywhere. Everything everywhere. No. Potentially. <laughs> Except gay people. Oh, well. But you know, there's a hint. There's a hint of maybe something. I yeah, know. I mean they're kind of pretty. Spice. I feel like those two guys like, I don't know, some text. It's about this. I love the hand gesture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, grabby hand. Yes. Yeah, do you have any other mm-hmm. queer Asian American characters? Doesn't have to be American, I guess, but Oh, like the half of it. That movie, I feel like okay, honestly, not to be a hater, but it was a little boring. <laughs> but I will say that's like the first time I watched like an Asian American film and I was like, she's actually relatable. Uh-huh. Because a white person did not write this. Yeah, so true. Because she was like, I mean, she was like kind of like nerdy and stuff, which I guess technically falls into stereotypes. But just like the, just even the styling of her, like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's such a like, that's a look that 
I, that's what I looked like when I was in like early high school, middle school with like the ponytail and the like clowny little like t-shirts and like the hoodie and then the like little wireframe glasses. Like I was like, yeah, that, that's, that's what it's like to be like a young queer Asian person. But yeah, that was, what was it called? The half of it? The half of it. Yeah. Is it like a rom-com or what's It's the... like a rom-com. It's based on, I forget what it's called, but it's that story where like the one guy asked another guy to like write letters to this woman he likes, but then the guy who's writing the letters from ends up falling in love with the woman, mm-hmm. but it's like the queer version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just yeah. Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> yeah, it's like based on some sort of classic. Yeah, Sierra no Okay, yeah, then it, it must be that thing. Then, and yeah. that's also the plot of Sierra Burgess is a loser, except that movie oh, sucks. Ah, so. oh, gross. Yeah. That movie's really Wild gross. For real. Disgusting. Also, Damn. check out Neon Milk on YouTube. They're like Korean drag queens, and it was so healing for me to see like Korean drag because. I had a, like, a long... Okay, well, this is getting back to depressing things. But (laughs) I had a long era where I... Well, it's because when I was realizing I was queer at my, like, Christian college, I kind of started to, like, present more in a queer way. Like, I cut my hair again. Because when I entered college, I had cut my hair in high school. But when I entered college, I was like, I'm going to be normal, whatever that means. Sure. And so I, like, grew up my hair. I was, like, modeling, like, my fashion after, like, the class president from my, like, Christian, like, academy. Oh, and, like, I was trying to be, like, the Christian girl and stuff. And then I was like, you know, fuck this. And I, like, cut my hair and stuff Love. again. And then slowly, like, as I started to present more queer, like, all the queer, because, like, the Korean church there would divide all the Korean, like, college students up into small groups, uh-huh. and we would go to someone's house and, like, do worship together, oh. and, like, it was to connect, like, the upperclassmen with the underclassmen and, like, cook dinner and stuff, and, like, that kind of thing, and then they all started to, like, exclude me and stuff. Oh. Yeah, which was, like, not slay, and, like, my other friends, too, especially the ones who, like, had neurodivergent vibes. Uh-huh. Which is, like, also, I don't know about that. But that kind of happened. So then I had never really had that era of being, like, am I not Korean enough? Because I had the privilege of growing up in, like, SoCal around, like, a lot of other Asians. Uh And I was, like, I'm Korean. So, like, what can be not Korean enough? (laughs) But then when that started to happen, I started to, like, low-key have doubts and stuff. Because I was, like, maybe I can only choose, like, one. Like, I can only be, like, queer or I can only be, like, Asian. Mm -hmm. Because it felt like people were saying, like, oh, being queer is, like, a white person thing. Like, that's, like from America like America and like that kind of thing so I think that like see going back to the original topic the seeing the like Korean like drag queens and honestly like just I made was so nice because it was like they're in Korea like they're Korean but they're still like very openly visibly queer and like living their best lives and stuff Mm -hmm. and so it was just like very healing and slay to be like wow you can be Korean, Korean. Also, that helped to make friends who are also queer and Korean and were, like, very connected to their culture, like, spoke Korean and, like, not that you have to, to, like, be connected to your culture, but it was just nice to see, like, oh, you're, like, both, because you can be both at the same time. Mm-hmm. The real answer was to not be Christian. <laughs> yeah, that was the real be answer. Be Korean and queer, but yeah, not, not can, It's a triangle. You can only have two. You can only have two. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. What about you, Belzy? Do you have any? I'm really thinking, okay, I think about... As a Filipino person, yeah, specifically as a Filipino person, what I grew up around was a lot of Filipino soap operas. Uh And that's it. Like those TV shows, like ingrained in my mind are the sounds of susunod, like (laughs) in the middle of the night. And it's one of those things where it's just like, it's like very like cringe. It's very like 
archetypal. It's very like it's like days of our lives, essentially. Exactly, and like obviously these are all very much just like heterosexual like relationships portrayed or in these Filipinos TV soap operas. But if you want to know the tea that my sister told me from her other friend is that a lot of Filipino actors are actually like gay, but like they can never say that. A lot of them have beards. It's like makes sense. The arts, I mean. (laughs) Exactly. And then weird other thing about Filipino like pop culture is that there are like there is like very like much a Filipino trans population like in the Philippines that just isn't discussed much. Mm -hmm. There's one particular like trans person on like in like mainstream filipino tv who i'm just like you're a little problematic but you're there i guess (laughs) (laughs) it's like but trans yay and so it's like really like once again you can only have two things (laughs) no in trans or problematic and it's like well they're all problematic within the media sphere of the Philippines because they're all under corruption. But it's okay! Uh, it's okay. I it's love okay. the Philippine okay. president. So slow. I love you, Filipino president. No, I can't even say that. I can't even say that. Can't even say that. Not even slash J. Banish from my mind. <laughs> slash, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> we can cry yeah. throwing up. But, um... If you're watching <laughs> this. If you're watching this. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the actual question. The one... Uh, person that sticks with me a lot is um, this Filipino singer who was famous in like the 20 like 10s and who had like I sort of grew up with um, them and then like sort of like in the same line like he had come out as like a trans man Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just like oh my god slay Slay. someone that I knew what's that name (laughs) um Okay, his name is Jake Zyrus, which I was just like, of all of the names that you could choose Jake? as a Filipino man, I'm just like, no, not this, because not all Jake. Filipino men have a name that starts with J. Ah. But it's okay, because he's still slay, because his singing is incredible. Anyways. Um, and he's transgender. And he's oh, a yay. transgender. And I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> thank Thanks you for, for doing that. <laughs> for me in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, um, you guys have a lot written for this last question, I feel like. Um, oh, but, crying. Uh, what advice would you give your younger self or to any young, uh, like, Asian American mm. queer kids? Without sobbing. <laughs> if possible. I guess, like, for me, like, I think we were talking about, like, feeling like you have to choose, like, an identity and, like, being, like... Asian or being queer because queer is such like it's so like uh society deems it as like a white Mm -hmm. activity lifestyle (laughs) yeah and so I think like when I first came to like UCLA I was like trying to find myself so badly and so I would be like I would go to like the Japanese club I would go to like I went to like uh, I would go to, like, the queer clubs, and I would go to, like, um, at the time, I didn't, at the time, I didn't know I was, like, trans, mm-hmm. like, non-binary, but, um, so I didn't, like, check that out, though that would have been probably pretty good, but, um, and so I would just go to all kinds of different clubs, and then even, like, like, community service clubs, you know, uh, hobbies clubs, and then I just, like, did not feel I think it was just like the homesickness but I just did not feel like like my I was like 
relating enough to any of them. Mm-hmm. I think because I was trying to fit into that mold too hard for each of them. Like, I didn't feel Japanese enough to be with the Japanese people. And then I didn't feel, like, queer enough to be with queer people. And just, like, I just didn't feel, like, enough for any of these, like, groups. And I think that's, like, a thing with, like, people with, like, you know, like, like, intersectional um, identities is, like, trying to find your place in your people. And it just being, like, so much harder because you're, like, niche. But then when, like, but at the same time, it's, like, you don't have to find, like, like, you don't have to try to fit the mold of that people. You can just become yourself and just, like, accepting yourself and just realizing that you're all of those things. And so that's actually, like, you're not less of anything. You're actually just so much more. And, you know, you have access to, like, all of these cultures and, like, you know, and, like, these communities and, like, you know, and it's really just, like, while there's, like, maybe there'll be people that, like, won't want you in their communities, in the end, like, the people that are, like, really that you want to surround yourself with will welcome you, and then you'll, like, just have more in the end. So I would, like, tell myself to not worry about not fitting in anywhere or not feeling at home anywhere and just realizing that, like, the people that really will matter to you and will be, like, your family are the people that like you for, like, your whole entire self. Oh, yeah. that was, that so, was so beautifully said. I love said. the way you, like, talk about it. It's, like, abundance, not, like, Yay. scarcity. That's so true. Thank you. It's, like... Beautiful. Yeah, who wants to follow that up? I think in the notes stock, I literally put, stop being emo. Go get out there and talk to people uh-huh. because, uh, you know, I did have that problem when I was like in, coming into my queerness in like high school. And for me, I was like one of very few queer people at the very least one of few queer people that I had in my like in, in, immediate community because I was also an introvert and also hated people being emo of course as I was yeah so that's why don't be emo <laughs> or at hate the very people least, less so hate people outside. less queer people good queer joy real but <laughs> queer joy real queer joy real Hashtag queer joy real, real. Mm-hmm. um especially as like that feeling of isolation is one of the worst feelings that I've ever had would not recommend so especially zero out of ten, zero out of ten, <laughs> especially as like a like someone who's queer and also Asian, because I would meet people who were maybe queer, and then other people who were like Asian, and then it would just like there would never be like a mesh between those. So, mm-hmm. um, I actually did have to. I similar to what you said, Lily. It's like I did have to choose between those two communities in high school, <laughs> and I chose Asian people, and that's okay. Uh, <laughs> it worked for a little. Okay, but when I met queer Asian people, Based. big brain moment. Yeah. Truly, had to build that community myself, being like, I'm gonna find them. And then I did. It's beautiful. So that would be my advice to queer Asian youths. Stop being Don't emo, be you emo. freaking queer Asian youths. Stop Go it. outside. <laughs> Talk to people. Queer joy real. Queer Joy is real. Hashtag Queer Joy Real. Queer Joy That's real. the summary of today's episode. Hashtag Queer Joy Real. And you'll find those people, even if it seems impossible. Yeah. You'll get there. There's another tiny little person just like you who needs to find another tiny little person and then you'll become friends. 
Are you saying tiny because we're Asian? No, no, short? like. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just tiny kidding. Oh, in in just like reference to the universe, everybody feels like a little speck. <laughs> oh my true. god. Oh, Cancel Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a six foot two white man. So many, so many, I think like, definitely don't, you don't have to think so like, ultimately you can just like, you can, if you're thinking so much about being queer, you probably are number Whoa. one <laughs> because yeah, that was such a thing for me in like high school. I was like, am I really, am I not? Am I really? But I think like, you know, just that's also an effect of the environment i think because it was very like black and white if you were one couldn't really be the other kind of mm-hmm. thing well yeah but hmm, okay well i guess like i'm taking this like korean literature class in gender and sexuality right now and i think something that's like really important to like remember and like i suggest like young queer asian people like connect with is like we weren't always like this like a lot of Asian American communities, as we've spoken about, have a lot of issues with like homophobia and like honestly sexism and stuff too. But that's like really an effect of like colonization <laughs> because I found out recently that Korea didn't really have a concept of like romantic love in the sense of like you're very dedicated to like one person, you like devote all your time and energy to them, like that kind of thing, like we have nowadays. That only came about after like 1910, which is extremely oh, wow. recent. And before that, like, I, I there's not that much scholarship on it, unfortunately, because it's kind of a new field, like queer studies and like Korea. And a lot of queer scholars don't really talk about like classical Korean literature and stuff because they think it's boring, I guess. I don't know. That's what my professor said. But it's OK. It's a general classical literature problem. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen, though. But it's like definitely going to happen. But in the past, like there was definitely like more room for queerness and less like there was more room for like fluidity and stuff and like we it so it's not a white thing it's they something that's been present in like all cultures and it's like really healing to like i think connect with like specifically how your culture was before like previously before colonization because i think that can be like very eye-opening and like remind us that you know we can slay again we slayed once (laughs) and we can slay again yeah. Another fantastic quote slay. from the couch. <laughs> yeah. Slayed once, we may slay again. Yes. Gay people real. Gay people real. Gay and people yeah, real. find, if you can, like, definitely find other, like, Asians Because Asians. there is nothing <laughs> more healing than, like, and speaking Asians. to people who, like, understand you. And so mm-hmm. I know it's, like, can be difficult, but, like, they're, they're really going to be the people who are going to be your, like, lifelong friends, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And yeah. fuck colonization. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck so colonization. Yeah. Mm, Outright says so fuck that. colonization. Stop doing that. Stop it. Yeah. Leave. Stop it. Leave and let us slay again. That's yes. The, let that's us slay moral. again. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, well, thank you all so much for sharing your experiences and such. We're getting up on an hour now. Um, do you have anything else you would like to say? That was a good end note. But any any other comments? About being Gaijin, as you have dubbed yeah, it. The Gaijins. Or as my I have a group Do the Gaijins have anything else they would like to say? Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, like, my, I have a group chat with my friends called the Quirians. Oh my god! Oh my god. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Chelsea's not in the group chat. There's <laughs> <laughs> Lily. There's Lily. No, I think, like, I'm just so glad that you guys, like, came to this podcast. Because I was so nervous that I was going to be the only Gation here. That it would just be yeah. me. The only Gation. And yeah. some other white guy. And and like, so Lily. And so it's like, <laughs> microphone in my face, like, oh, yeah. no. It's totally, and then I realized that I don't have a lot of Gation friends. I think I only well, have friends. one. And now I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's like hearing your guys' story and stuff. I realized that, like, there's so much to the gay Asian story and how, and the intersectionality of that. And I hadn't, like, thought that deeply about it before, honestly. And, like, I feel very enlightened after this podcast. Yay! I'm glad. Yes. Hashtag facilitating Slay. conversations. Yes. yes, and also if you're Korean, read Minor Feelings by Kathy Park Hong. That's <laughs> such a good book. And after... Okay, this is kind of... Anyways. But, like, I hate that. I feel like that was, this is going to be... But... Uh, I feel like a lot of Asian American narratives fit into very like narrow viewpoint like that the publishing industry allows through where it's very like first generation like goes through the war trauma back through like that kind of thing but uh, which is obviously a real and valid story that like people do experience but I think for people who are like second gen and on it can be kind of unrelatable but I feel like minor feeling touches on a lot of the like specific hard to articulate things that will really like resonate I think with a lot of like Korean East uh, and probably other East Asian people as well in America. Cool. I'll put that book cover on the screen. Amazing. Well, you can follow Outright on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at, oh yeah, you guys have to do hard hands while I do the outro, uh, at Outright News Mag. You can also see our tri-weekly articles on our website at, no, fuck, I fucked it up. OutrightNewsMag.org. Yeah, do the, the K-pop part. Uh, at Oh my god, I messed it up. It's too late. It's spelled W-R-I-T-E. It's a pun. Look it up. It's on the screen. Um, I've been Christopher. You go. (laughs) (laughs) We're We're busy. (laughs) What are your names again? Uh, I was Belzy, they, them, Jesham. Rainer, he, him. Lily, any pronouns? Slay. Thank you for slaying with us. We will slay again next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Ooh, happy AI, happy iMoon. <laughs>